As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Front and Nationwide is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Blue Jackets tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. This isn't just for Blue Jackets tickets, though. Browns, Bengals, Reds, Indians, crew, you name it, any major league sport, any major league team, GameTime is your app for last-minute, highly discounted tickets. Head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Hello and welcome to Front End Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Portson with you here Tuesday morning. Allison Lucan is there. Good morning. The Blue Jackets tonight will play the Montreal Canadiens for the second time in like five days? Indeed. Something like that. Indeed. Yeah, so it's a familiar face. That's, that's always a good thing as it can cause some resentment. Uh, it's just a little bit of updates. The Canadians will be without forwards Paul Byron and Jonathan Drouin, who are both injured and out uh, for at least a few weeks. So that's mm-hmm. a big hit to their lineup. Mm-hmm. That was a really fast-paced game in Montreal last week. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens started that game. Probably deserved a better fate, the Canadians. Uh, scored a six-on-five goal in that game um, and ended up winning it. Um, tough, tough loss. One of a few they've had. But the Blue Jackets pull out a win on Friday against the St. Louis Blues. And so maybe, just maybe, uh, the thaw is happening, this great offensive chill that they've been under. Um Allison, your thoughts on this team? They gotta break out of this. It's something. They need a five nothing game. Yeah. 
or a four to one game or something, don't they? They have they won a game that's not by one goal yet this year? Uh, let's see. They I'm have. Not, I don't look. think so. They have. I'm looking at all their wins here, real quick. They have all their not. Wins. They have not. Think. Think about that. Or wait, did I look at? Hold on, I missed a couple here. Nope, that's one. Don't ruin a good stat. Don't that's ruin a good it's stat. still a, still the same stat. Still the same stat. See, um, they, they <laughs> it's it can't continue, right? I mean, they're not the world's. They're not a team full of Gretzky's, but they're not a team that should be shooting six point eight percent or something. Oh right? gosh, I mean, I I am a broken record, and I'm going to continue to say it, but this team should not be at the bottom of the barrel in terms of in terms of shooting percentage particularly when you look at if you even look at within the metro they are third in the metro in terms of having an edge over opponents that's all opponents in terms of shot quality so they're not getting a ton but they're getting some quality and they i mean the fact that cam atkinson's last goal was october 24th is is madness it's insane yeah. It's insane. And, you know, un, unmentioned so much is that since that time, he has six assists. Now, that doesn't make him happy. I'm sure that doesn't make fans happy. But Cam Atkinson is not going to finish the season with 15 goals. I mean, it's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And so John Tortorella, who relies mostly on his gut for line changes. Oh, boy. Um, I asked him if he looks at numbers. I think it was Saturday. I asked him, "Do you look at numbers, or is it just purely gut?" And he looked at me like, "What the hell do you think?" <laughs> uh, he went with the following lines, which it looks. If you look at these lines, it looks like someone got caught out after a change. Uh, Dubois at center with Milano on his left and Emil Bemstrom on his right. Sure. I'm not sure if that's the yeah right. That that's like how did du, why is Dubois stuck out there? But that's the line. The other line: Gustav Nyquist, Boone Jenner. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Alexander Texier, Riley Nash, Cam Atkinson. How was Nash out there? Uh-huh. Right? And Eric Robinson, Alexander Wenberg, Josh Anderson. Now, that's an now, interesting one. That's an interesting one. Why did he go with these lines? Because it's exactly the opposite of what he thought would work. Right, right. He went, he did. He went George Costanza. Yep. Um, and did the opposite, and it worked. <laughs> because of it course, worked because of period. course, yes, that's what would happen. I think they should go a. I guess the opposite of a one three one is a one three one, isn't it? <laughs> um, I was going to suggest a power play change. I mean, they played a really good, peri- really good third period. Maybe it's because the the line changes made them think about something other than right. why can't I score? I right. don't know. Who knows? I asked him if he's likely to stick with these lines. Again, this was on Saturday. Uh, it wasn't this morning. He said probably. So that's <laughs> that's a that's certainly not a take it to the bank. Thank you, John. But I yeah, but I think hey, maybe he does. We, we shall see. The one guy and Allison, we've we've he's talked at length. It's it's almost an everyday topic. Just how crazy the struggles have been up and down, and it's not just offensively. I mean, these guys are struggling to to defend at times. They've gotten nervous at times defending. <sighs> He's really struggled with how to relax these guys and just get them to calm down and play. And the one guy who seems almost impervious to it is, to me, is Zach Wierenski. Yes. 
He's the guy who, amid all of this stuff, has just been able to play. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, and I it, I think I mentioned this as a joke before, but remember, this is the guy who had the meme where it was pictures of, of his face when he was happy, excited, mad, and it was all the same expression. Do you remember right. that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that that's perfect for him. He has seen it. He's he's laughed at it. I'm not poking fun at him. But he he's just... He's just unaffected, and the only time you don't see where you see him break is when he celebrates a goal, right? I mean, right. he gets after it when he celebrates a goal, which is great. But it's you wrote a tremendous piece yesterday. I loved it, oh, by you. the way. Um, I love those inside the game kind of pieces. And we've heard some of this, and it's hard for me. I understand frustration in terms of the team not playing well, but there's been some frustration in how Zach Wierenski's play looks. Right, and he is just—it's—it's. It's, yeah. These are names I'm not supposed to mention as much around these parts, but like Jeff Carter, like Ryan Johansson, there's a speed and an ease mm-hmm. to his play that looks like it's lacking effort because it looks so easy. It doesn't look efforted, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and I—I I really enjoyed his nuance about when he's going for a puck, he's going to allow the defender to come to him or the player who's defending him to come to him to hopefully reinforce his opportunity to maintain possession of the puck. Now, you probably could have written 5,000 words on this. I don't think he's saying that that means he is going to do that every single time, nor does he think he should do that every single time. You have to be situationally aware. Right. But I just thought it was fascinating, and this is this is some of the change we talk about for better and for worse that's happening in this game is if you just chuck the puck to avoid getting slammed into the boards, have you truly helped your team, right? Right. Like if the goal is to truly help your team and the strategy in that situation is to hold on to the puck and hopefully make a play or get the puck to a teammate, let the defender come in and then you can make a pass like Zach Rinsky can make and now the defender is stuck to you, and it's going to be harder for that defender to get back and cover the play. It's, it's, he is trying to break teams who are trying to forecheck like the Blue Jackets. He's trying to say, come down low, and then we're going to get behind you, is what he's trying to yeah. do. Yeah. And so th- this is the one thing that's always stood up about his play, and, I, and, and I've griped about it. Like, not griped, but like, sure, sure. Kid, wh- kid, what are you doing? Right. Like, he'll have a 15-foot lead on a guy going back and he takes it easy and the other guy's grinding to catch up and yep. you're like, does he even see him? Yeah, right. He's coming. He's and coming. Then, yeah. And he always keeps his body between the player and the puck. So I, I just asked him, so I, I mean, it actually started as a conversation about body language and being calm and, and what you project and all this sort of stuff. And I, I did think about Ryan Johansson because I don't think his body language does him any favors either, nor right. does Joe Thornton or several guys around the league this way. Right. Um, and he mentioned the, that I said going back on pucks, and he's like, "Yes, going back on pucks, that has created problems." I forget exactly how he said it with with several coaches. Red Berenson in in Michigan was all over me. John Tortorella the first couple of years here was all over me. Um, so he likes he slows down and goes into the puck with a with the opposition rather than to hurry up. And to your point, get ahead of the puck, zip it around the boards, and see what happens there. He would rather come in with the player, avoid the big hit, not because the big hit hurts, but because the big hit can take you out of the play. That's right. 
and maintain the puck, and he feels confidence, all confidence, really, that he can twist away, spin off the player, and go the other direction. And now a four-checker is all the way deep and a little bit exposed. Yep. And, and he likes his ability to move on away from that player. So hearing him explain that, I went, wow, that's interesting. Now, having said that, Allison, there are some times where it doesn't work. That's where right. He goes back with the guy, and he loses the puck, and that looks really bad. Right. But is that any worse, I would ask you, than if he were to just to skate full bore, rim it around, and have a, have a the opposition gather the puck and gain possession that way? Right. And, again, that goes to my – my situation. I mean, as long as your situational awareness is more often than not correct, because even think about the the ripples of this too. If he, if he's holding that puck for enough time, I mean, that's the opportunity for a change. Whereas to your other situation, if he just chucks the puck right out, and the opposition jumps on it, you can't change. You've got to defend, right? right? So, right. Yeah. you know, there there are repercussions of what he's doing, and I think that. Again, I'm totally nerding out because I would have loved to have been in that conversation with him. Um, to to really assume or or dig into all of the thoughts he's processing instantaneously to play that way are fascinating to me because it's a different yeah. way of thinking the game. Yeah, and at the root of all this is he is saying, I should say on the flip side, he has scored a goal in three straight games. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's on the other end of the ice. And he has been, I think he's fourth in the league in goals among defensemen, second on this team in goals. So he's one of the guys that's not, as we said earlier, not in a in a, in a um, freeze mode offensively. He's still producing at a, at a really impressive rate for a young defenseman now in his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he feels a responsibility now, he said, to just sort of be one of the guys that helps set the tone and maybe helps guys get out of whatever it is they're going through by moving his feet and, and showing to them a sense of calm right. and a sense of togetherness and confidence and all that sort of stuff. And that is a step forward in, in terms of leadership. Yes. Um, and that's something you don't, you don't think of Orensky being in that cluster of four guys that are the leaders, Cam, Felino, Boone Jenner, Seth Jones. But maybe he's working his way up toward that. And, and it is interesting to, to contemplate to, to how we started on this subject. You know, I think we all know and can appreciate the different personalities those four leaders hold. And, and with Zach being a little bit more of an even keel kind of guy, is, is that an opportunity maybe for some of these young guys to feel okay just, just playing a little quietly, you know, not having to be brazen, Right. Not feeling right. like they have to be a certain way to succeed, not feeling like they have to be super demonstrative or at an elite level right away. They can just play in their in their in their zone, in their vein of game. And it'll be OK because this guy is doing it and he's doing OK. Yeah. You don't have to be the cheerleader. You don't have to be the guy with the letter. You can you can get your game together and get some points as a result. I mean, really, like crazy respect for a guy that gets to Michigan is like, no, Red, this is how I play. I know. Can you imagine? You know what I mean? And then gets to the NHL and is like, Torts, I got this. This is what I do. It's going to be all right. And knowing him the little we do know him, I would kill to be a fly on the wall for either of those. Just because his personality doesn't – that is a a conversation I wouldn't necessarily presume him having right out of the gate. I just think it's fantastic. 
Yeah, Wierenski said, and this is a quote, a couple of years ago we were having a talk, this is he and John Tortorella, and he looked at me and said, I can't read you. I can't figure you out. <laughs> Which I can just totally hear that. Totally. I can totally hear that. Totally. Um, so anyways, give that a read, if you will. It's good. Uh, Blue, Blue Jackets, Montreal tonight. Corpusalo in net. We assume. We assume. We assume. No word yet. Like I said, Elvis played really well against them in his last start. And Elvis has actually played pretty damn well since his debut was such a debacle against Pittsburgh. His numbers since then are quite good. Yep. Um, Allison, you've been looking at the schedules. The Blue Jackets, beginning tonight, play every other game, or every other day, I should say, until the end of November on the 29th and 30th with a back-to-back. So the games are going to pick up here. They're certainly going to need at least one breather in there for Corpusalo. Right. But is there an opportunity in there for them to also get Elvis Merzlikens to Cleveland, as has been the plan now, I guess? Um, to to keep him active between his starts, if they should if they should have a gap between them. I mean, there is. It's a lot of it's a lot of use of that seventy one corridor, isn't it? But I mean, I, I was we were talking about this before we started to record, and so the monsters play on the twenty first, as do the Blue Jackets. So in theory, Elvis could back up Corpusalo on that game. Okay then head to Cleveland because the Monsters play at home on the 22nd. Mm -hmm. Then he could come back, either play or back up Corpusalo on the 25th when Ottawa is in town. Well, and I skipped the 23rd. He could, well, see, that'd be tricky because they're at Winnipeg. So he would have to then fly to Winnipeg, which Mm -hmm. I wonder if he could do that. That might be too much time. Fly to Winnipeg maybe, but then... He could back, well, this is, I don't know if there's as much of an opportunity because then they're at home, but then the Monsters go on the road the 26th, 27th as well. So it might be that Friday, November 22nd, or they do just go with maybe Matisse or somebody else on the road in Winnipeg. It's interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I asked John Tortorella today uh, what the plans are for the coming week. I mean, Columbus has a lot of games at home over the stretch but the bigger issue isn't where they're playing it's it's elvis staying fresh that's right and getting the work in the development that that he needs and john first said who and he's elvis <laughs> Merzlikens, the your goalie and then he said I haven't even thought about it now if you believe that right i mean please he didn't want to talk about it in other words right which is fine his right right um but it's something to to uh keep an eye on here uh um because it'll be interesting I, I I think they're starting to get a growing confidence, and Don Tortorella even mentioned the other day, if it continues to be that 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 he plays better and better and better each time out, then they're going to have a a difficult decision on their mind um, between he and Corpusalo, which of course is a really good thing. Right, and I mean you know we we talk about this a little bit from here to there, but look at Chicago; they've basically come out and said they're going to split their net. The Islanders yeah. split their net last year and this year. I mean, they're play- if the if you're going to be a team that goes strong and deep into the playoffs, the philosophy is becoming more and more to not wear out your goaltenders for the playoffs. Yeah. So, if you have two really good goalies who can play and you can divide the playing time between them effectively without hurting their game, that is not a bad thing at all. I think the tough thing that they're dealing with here is they want Corpusalo to finally 
finally get a taste of being a number one, and they want to For treat sure. him like a number one. For sure. So part of that is, do you want this game? Are you good? Right. Uh, we'll manage the workload for sure, but it's more about giving him the right to be the number one goalie. For sure. Um, and with Merzlikens, it's the idea of developing him. Yes. It's the idea that, it, I mean, he is 25, so it's not like he's a kid, but it's also very important uh, for them to not let him. He hasn't sat before like this. Like right. This is bizarre for him because he's played regularly in, in every stop that he's been. So it's it's sort of like it's they're kind of trying to do two things here, uh, and it may require Elvis to go to Cleveland to, to, to make that happen. Well, and it doesn't. It does not help. I mean, and, and we'll be eating these words, I'm sure, sooner rather than later. It it doesn't help this specific part of the game that the Blue Jackets games are so spread out, right? Yeah. They haven't, right. you pointed out, there's only one back to back for the balance of the month. Those yeah. are situations where usually you can at least count on giving your backup goaltender or your other goaltender some playing time. But because there is, in fact, a, a strangely large amount of rest early in this season for the Blue Jackets, that's not forcing this issue either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, the games come fast and furious now. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other and then a back-to-back, and it should be busy on through Christmas. Uh, Nick Foligno was suspended three games for the by the NHL for his hit on Pierre-Edouard Belmar in, where the hell were they? Colorado. Colorado. Um against Colorado. So he will serve game three of that tonight against Montreal. He misses both games against the Canadians. Um, and and I think they've done okay without him. They'll have to, of course, change things up when he returns. But, uh, Allison, your thoughts on Felino being out of the lineup um, one more game and serving his, his time for doing that that crime? Yeah, I mean, and, and let's for a moment talk about Colorado's not – having some good luck poor matt calvert takes a a brutal brutal hit we hope for the best for him he's headed back to denver leaving the team to recover um but yeah i mean of course the team misses their captain but what a what a nice additional look at eric robinson right yeah um i don't think he's looked out of place uh to me i didn't think we talked about this before i don't think he did last time either um maybe it got a little rich for him at times but it's it's nice to see that happen when you're without Felino and I think Robinson, you know, Sherwood is out with the injury, um, but it's interesting to see what happens now when Felino comes back, right? Robinson yeah. has, has has arguably made a case here. Yeah, and they've had goals from rookies in three of the last four games, actually four of the last four games, uh, but I should say first NHL goals in three of the last four games. Bemstrom got his out in, in Arizona. Eric Robinson got his in Montreal, and Gavrikov scored the other night in Columbus. Off the backhand, too. So rejoice. Who's left to score? Let's Who needs see. one? Let me tell you real quick. Who uh, needs one? Elvis Merzlikens hasn't scored. Dean Kukan. Kukan hasn't scored. Dean Kukan does not have a Why is my – I thought he did have a goal, didn't he? I thought he did last year, too. Maybe that was in the playoffs. Oh, 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 you mean career. I'm sorry. I thought you meant season. I mean, I mean the ever. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, then it would be – that's it. We've covered the list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Blue Jackets, Cap, uh, Canadians tonight. And it should be a good game. These, these Canadians can fly. So, the Blue Jackets speed will be put to the test. Uh, look forward to the game tonight. 
Allison, anything else we need to chat about? I think we have covered it all. And, and uh, kudos, too, to Tom joining us over the weekend. Well, joining you. I was so sad to miss it. Um, but it allowed for some really great stories from yeah. both of you from, from that game. So well done to both of you. What I'm – thank you. What I'm, I'm thinking is that maybe the Blue Jackets should get together with Tom Reed and Elvis Merzikens could just drive up to Cleveland with Tom as Ooh. often as he does it to do the, the Browns. And Tom could record <laughs> the con- – I would pay money to hear that. I would pay we money would for that. We would record the conversation from Columbus to Cleveland and back again. And, 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 and let's they would just, save some money and we would get some unbelievable content. We, we'd be out of a podcasting job. We could just throw those conversations online. Right. Except then Elvis would start pockmarking his interviews with mm. <laughs> and, and other unfortunate groans. And <laughs> he might even get a pet and let the pet weigh in on some <laughs> Well, Elvis, some does, Elvis does have a dog. Maybe the dog uh, come, yeah. comes with. Yeah. What's the dog's name? Court. Uh, Cor- Cor- Kobe. Corpy? Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Corpy. I almost said Corby. Kobe. K-O-B-Y. Kobe. Gotcha. It's a cute That's little right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we're we going off the, the path here. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening to us, and we will talk to you on Friday. Take care.